Well, this is um, indeed a great moment for me. Um, I've known Martha Creek, I don't know for how long. I have saw her from a distance um, for quite a while, and then we worked together and worked together in the Great Lakes region, and I got to know her, and I've um, attended her classes and seen her speak, and she's um, been my coach, been my friend, and... Um, Martha has worked with ministers and ministries, with boards, and uh, I think that she's just one of the most delightful, loving people that I know. And I could just look at her all day long. (laughs) So please welcome Martha Creek. Beautiful, honey. God bless you, honey. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's luscious. Well, I told you in the introduction, I'm from Bug Tussle, Kentucky. So does that even the playing field? So that's where the Beverly Hillbillies came from. So... Um, Reverend Blaine said he does his uh, messages barefooted, barefoot. Now we're talking. (laughs) So I felt welcome to do that this morning. And it's an absolute privilege. I I live the most blessed life of anybody I know or that I've ever known. I get to do what I love. And it's an advocation and a vocation. And I go where I'm invited And I get to serve the most thriving unity ministries there are in our movement. So I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm here with you, even though I was on vacation. My friends Dave and Darren, you met, invited me, and I got to come on a vacation here, and I reached out to Reverend Blaine and said, I'm going to be on the island, so if I can serve you or your ministry while I'm there, that would be my heart's joy and privilege to do that. So here, here we are. So I don't believe either that it's a coincidence that you're here. So I know that you are here on purpose, that you're here in a divine appointment, and that you're here to hear something that is going to make a difference in your life. You're going to hear something this morning, and I believe you already have, through the song, or the songs, the celebration, the prayers, the daily word, that something has already found its way to you that will applied will make a difference in every single day of your life. So I'd love you to listen like that for just a few minutes. Like the Holy Grail is being presented here and I'm after it. Like that is my job to be that open and that receptive and that willing to make room, to make room for a message, a a word, a feeling, an experience of God that is new, that is deeper, that puts us on more solid ground than ever, ever before. So think about something. What have you already heard here this morning? What message have you already heard? Already. P. 
peace. What else? Joy. Christ-like, Christ-consciousness, the Spirit in me. What else? Love, presence. These are magic words. These are magic invitations, like we're being given to go. You're invited. Here's a gift. Will you unwrap it? Will you unwrap this gift, this invitation to presence, P-R-E-S-C-E-N-C-E, presence, an invitation to presence, an invitation to joy, an invitation to the spirit moving in me, the the invitation for the Christ light through my eyes, through my shiny eyes to be that. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive the king, the message. Let earth receive this. Let, let us receive this. I was, it's like that second verse today was like the first time I'd ever heard it. Does anybody remember it? The second verse? He rules the world. God rules the world. God is reality. Then what was the next part? With truth and grace. And let us prove it. Let us prove it. For until we prove it, it is just another theory. Just another ethereal. Oh, that sounds nice. But lived out. Lived out. And I believe during these holidays, these holy holidays, we'll get some chances to practice. Do you? Any of you have families? Uh Uh-huh. Any of you have crazy family members? Now, all of you who didn't raise your hand, that means you're the crazy one. Because if you don't see crazy in your family, guess who it is? It's you. So we'll get a chance to go into these families and practice these principles. So now get a sense of going home for the holidays, whatever that is to you. And what happens to your insides when you think about it? Oh, an honest woman right here. So let's all hold up our right hand, put it up just like this. This is the victim salute. Put it right on your forehead. That's what's going on inside of us as we pretend it isn't or we want it to be different instead of like, let's just admit it. Now, get a sense of what it would be like to go into that exact same situation. They're not different. What would it be like to go into that exact same situation if you had chosen peace before you went? So they don't have the power to disturb your peace. 
what would that be like? Interesting. interesting. <laughs> Far more interesting. Far more interesting, maybe even amusing. Now, they'll think you're on a new medication <laughs> if you do this or that you're meditating again. It could, you'll be less reactive to them. You're, what if your buttons were unwired? Deactivated. So what would it be like if you went into that situation deciding to be christ light. So regardless of what they say, regardless of their attitude, regardless of their cracks and sarcasms and wishes and wants and criticisms and whatever, so now no, they're not different, they're the same. Maybe even imagine dramatized. Imagine them jacked up worse. But you're more grounded. You're more in presence. You're more awake to, I have a choice in this matter. Peace or pain. Crazy or calmer. Holiday or hell day. I have a choice in this matter. So if I can get this victim posture, if I can unglue this victim stance from me, then I can go, okay, what's my options here? What are my options here? How can I be in this situation differently than I've ever been? Where's the power? Where's the power? Hold up your little unique finger. Look at your little fingerprint. Out of eight billion of us, there's one. Point it right back at you. Here, here. The power is, in, is within me. The one power, the one presence in the whole of the universe is in me. And I give away the power. I give up the power when I say, you can control how my day's going to go. You're going to decide how my holiday season's going to be. You're going to decide what kind of good time I have here. That I am powerless, pathetic, apathetic, resigned, hopeless. Sound like much fun? No. So who would you be? Get a sense of it. Close your eyes if it helps. And get a sense of who you would be if you just made another choice. Like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like them. You don't have to love them either. Just what if you accepted it on its terms? What would that be like? Say it out loud. More loving, more peaceful. What else? Empowered. It would be empowering. Lighter. Let me hear from a few more of you. What, honey? More open. Even curious. 
more Christ-like. Now, what would that look like if we were more Christ-like, not just in theory, which because we are absolutely Christ-like, Christ-like, but what are we talking about in the physical? Less reactive, present. So not just in theory, but actually living it out. So you think you can? Think you can take this on you up for the challenge? So look around at somebody sitting right by you and say, I'm up to this. I'm up to this. You tell them, I'm up to this. I'm up to this. Yes. Yes. I'm up to this. I am up to this. I am choosing to make this a holy day, a holy day season, a holiday season. I have decided the vote is in. I'm up to this. I'm going to do this differently. Maybe that I've ever done it in the whole of my life. I am going to be different than I have been. Now, what would stop you from it? So let's go into the fantasy the Norman Rockwell. You know that scene? The family you've been dreaming you would have since you were three? Your fantasy of a family? Your fantasy of mother? Your fantasy of father? Your fantasy of siblings? Your fantasy of the scene around the table? You know that one? That's where all the pain is. The pain is in the fantasy. And as long as we live in relationship to this fantasy, guess who suffers? This is good news. This is good news. So then this fantasy is running and oh, the allure of the fantasy The allure, the allure, the temptation, the temptation of the fantasy. Then reality goes, bloop, here's your family. (laughs) Which one rules? Fantasy or reality? Reality. Pardon me? All together? One more time, reality, 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 reality rules. God rules. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. And reality rules. So how much fantasy are you going to entertain? Which is kinder, fantasy or reality? All the pain is in the fantasy. But can you see the allure? Like, oh no, I love my little happy dream. It's like, well, keep your happy dream. Just know that it's a dream. And then if you don't believe it, then when reality shows up, you won't be affronted by it. You'll be aware like, oh, I was in a fantasy about this. Then when they show up like this. Oh, my fantasy was something else. Oh, reality reports something differently here. So let's take some specifics. 
reality or fantasy? My spouse should agree with me. Those of you in relationship are laughing out loud. That's very honest. It's a reality. <laughs> Excuse me, we'll have a healing. <laughs> Heal! Heal! Yes. My, my spouse should agree with me? Like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? That your spouse will agree with you in the fantasy. Yes. In the fantasy, they always agree. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Anything, dear. All for you. And then in reality, what shows up? You want to do what? What is that supposed to mean? What's that look on that face about? You better watch that tone. Now, this is why people don't ask me to do their marriage ceremonies anymore. (laughs) Or rarely. I actually did two this year, but they know what they're dealing with. Because the vows would look like, hey, you, party A, want to take party B in marriage? Do you understand they're going to irritate you on a daily basis? Do you understand they'll blame you for every bad feeling you have? Do you understand they'll remind you of your crazy neighbors and your mother? Okay, think on that. Okay, you. Do you understand? They won't pick up their socks, their shoes. They'll leave the dishes on the sink, on the table. There'll be breadcrumbs from here to yonder. Think on that. And then if you can answer yes, you're on solid ground. Like you're not in the fantasy. It's like you can like tell the truth about it. So my spouse should agree with me. My spouse should agree with me. Fantasy or reality? All together. Fantasy, 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 fantasy. Children should be well behaved. Uh, Not even when you have them, honey. Those of us that don't have them are still under the myth. Can you hear this? What a myth that is? Like where we got that? Now let's get, let's get, let's come into some unity arrogance. And some unity righteousness. You ready? People should be kinder. People should be kinder than they are. Let's have a little true confession session. How do you treat people when you're under the belief that they should be kinder than they are? How do you treat them? When you're holding the belief, having the belief and believing it, you're having the thought, basic unity, a thought arises, you either question it or believe it. If you believe it, then you're under its effects. So under its effects, you create an experience of that. Thoughts in mind create an experience. Thought appears, they should be kinder. If you go under its effects, how do you treat them when they're not being kind to you and you're believing they should be kinder? Judgmentally. Judgmentally. Keep going. I'm not kind. That's an honest man. I'm unkind to them. Well, how specifically do you treat them? Yes, I become a victim to it. I get righteous about it, indignant about it. Don't invite them. They're so unkind. 
me again. So I'm perpetuating in the world the very thing I claim I want to end in the world. Now, this is the insanity of it, and I hope the poignancy of it, that we wake up to it, that I wake up to it. Believe me. Believe me, I'm not immune from it. That I wake up to another possibility for me. That when that thought appears that says they should be unkind, that I know it's a fantasy-based thought. It's an error thought, a false thought. Lead me not into the temptation of false thoughts. Lead me not into the temptation of mind. Deliver me from fantasy. Deliver me to reality. For there is the power. There is the kingdom. There is the glory. There is the Christ-likeness. Spare me from the allure of fantasy. Deliver me into reality, solid ground, sanity. Thine is the power, the glory, the grace of it. So, which is it going to be? How would you be with that person if you weren't under the effects of the thought, they should be kinder, more open to it. Keep going. Who would you be? How would you relate to that unkindness differently if you weren't under the effects of the should, of the thinking? With more compassion, more understanding, with more kindness, some patience, more love, more grace, and for me, a great deal of humility, for I am just a thought away from it. So gratitude. If I was believing what they are believing, I would be in the same shape. If I was drunk on that thinking, I would be doing exactly what they're doing. So a large, large dose of humility for that. Okay, look back at somebody you're sitting with and tell them, really glad you're here today. Really glad you're here today. Now look back at them and tell them, however, this message is for me. However, this message is for me. 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 There is another way. There is another way. to embody and to express what we sing about, pray about, and stand up every single Sunday and declare as truth.
And until it is applied, until it is embodied, until it is expressed in the physical realities, until it is expressed in relating differently, until it is expressed in the way I interact, until it is expressed, then it's theory. So for me to create the world, a world that I pray about and sing about and talk about, requires me to live this out. And my peace and power and grace and joy and love is hinging on it. For when I don't, I suffer. When I don't, it is hell hotel. But who checked me in? And who's got the key? The door's wide open. The prison we're in, the emotional binds we're in, the prisons we're in are the prisons of our own mind, our own unquestioned thinking, and our own um, patterns that we've not reconditioned yet. This is good news. The door's wide open. So let's leave that prison today. Let's invite you as you close your eyes and prepare to receive my love to you and my great privilege to be here to serve with you today. And I invite you to receive this message in and through into your hearts and in and through into the cells of your being your spiritual, emotional, physical being. And I lift you up, Unity of Church of Maui. I lift you up, Reverend Blaine. I lift you up, your board of trustees. I lift you up, musicians. I lift you up, ushers, servants, sound, greeters, everything it takes for you to be in spiritual community here. I lift you up. I bless you. And Godspeed as you continue to serve and to be served. So put yourself in a scene that was formerly stressful, a scene with somebody that you're not at peace with. And this time, look into their eyes. Now, they are still crazy. They're still indignant. They're still righteous. They're still blaming. They're still shaming. They're still guilting you. They're still mad. They're still whatever they've always been. They're still that in this scene. What's different is you. What's another option for you in this scene? If you're directing this scene for your own life, 
how would you direct it? How would you direct you to be in relationship to this? So then imagine them saying what they've always said that hurt you. Imagine that hateful look on their face. Imagine that tone that was so irritating. Whatever it was that would stress you. Imagine what it would be like if you were immune from it. If you had immunity. that you are aware of a living presence of God, a living spirit that is moving in and through you, that is breathing you. Something inside of us going knock, 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 knock. Look here. Come, come, come inside. Spirit moving through you, love moving through you, peace moving through you, light moving through you, Christ-likeness moving through you. And what it would be like if you realized it's your job to prove God. It's your job to prove the presence of God. What would it be like? then imagine like a little sign in front of you and one says fantasy and one says reality what are you going to choose one sign says pain one says peace make your choice you decide We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for this moment, this miracle, this, this day, this music, this message. We thank you for this community. We thank you for the invitation. We thank you for the knock-knock. And we say yes. We say yes. We say yes. Will you join me? I say yes. 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 Yes. And we begin again. And we begin anew. And we begin intentionally and purposefully. And we do so living out 
the reality of the one power and the one presence. And we do so living out being a creator of our life experience. And we do so knowing that the journey is within. And we do so free, freer of the allure and the temptation of the external, of the outer. And the freer, 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 freer of the allure of the fantasy. Grounded in reality, grounded in God, grounded in life. We confidently, confidently go ahead. And so it is. And so it is.